everyone, and welcome to another weekly Devo. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the pastors on staff at Well and Being Christ Church. If by some chance you're watching this for the very first time, a very special welcome to you. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, today I'm backtracking just a little bit again. Uh, you probably are wondering about me kind of going back and forth with some of the topics and some of the things that I talk about uh, and bring about in terms of scripture for these devos. But today we're looking at Galatians chapter 5. We're going back to the fruit of the Spirit, but I'm not speaking specifically about the fruits individually. I just want to talk about the fruit of the Spirit specifically today. So if you have a Bible or a phone or whatever you might be following along with, uh, we're going to be in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and verse 23 specifically. Let me just open up with a word of prayer and invite the Holy Spirit and uh, in to just try and position ourselves to be uh, able to be in a spot today to kind of receive whatever the Spirit might want to speak to us in terms of helping us to grow uh, to be more like Christ. So let's just take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this opportunity to come to you today and to just give you all the praise and glory. And Lord, we are in um, very special days uh, nowadays with the COVID and just uh, the way things are progressing through our society, the way things are looking on social media and all these things. And so, Lord God, as we look at the fruit of the Spirit today, in a very specific way, I just ask that you would speak to each one. May we grow to be more like you today. May we possibly learn something new or at least be able to process something new. And so may you just continue to guide and lead us. Lord God, I pray for anyone who might need a specific touch from you, maybe a touch of healing or a touch of um, whether that healing would be physical or emotional or spiritual. Uh, Lord God, would you just see fit to uh, bring about the desires of our heart. Give us everything that we stand in need of. We pray these things in your most holy name. Amen. So I don't know how many of you have heard of this. In just a moment, you're going to see a graphic come up behind me here during this Devo time. And this graphic is what's called a quadrant graph. A quadrant graph. So a quadrant, <laughs> I can't speak very well. A quadrant graph, uh, this one specifically has four quadrants. And in this graph, what happens is you look at the... Um, you're going to see four titles of that graph, essentially. You're going to see at the top, it's going to say high grace. On the one side, it's going to say high truth. On the other side, it's going to say low truth. And then it's going to say low grace. And these create four quadrants. And so we have a quadrant, uh, essentially, of high grace and high truth, a quadrant of low grace and high truth, a quadrant of low truth and low grace, and then a quadrant of high grace and low truth. Now these quadrants are just a great visual effect in order to help us kind of see things in a, in a different light or in a different picture, so to speak. And so as we look at the fruit of the Spirit specifically today, I just want to unpack a couple examples of what this might look like in terms of this quadrant graph. And we're going to read through. Uh, I want to back up just before the fruit of the Spirit. 
Uh, and a couple things I want to say. I want to thank my friend, uh, my pastor friend Troy. He actually came up with this quadrant graph uh, for a message he gave about the fruit of the Spirit uh, at his own church. And so thank you, Troy, for that. I've changed it a bit. I told him I would give him props, so to speak, for creating this graph in the first place. But I have changed it uh, to fit uh, what I wanted to talk about a little bit more specifically today. So backing up in Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 16, it says this, and it's important to note, we often talk about the fruit of the Spirit, and that's two specific verses, verses 22 and 23, and we often separate this, and there's nine fruits, or fruit of the Spirit, fruits or fruit, um, and fruit's a, a funny English word in some ways because it's plural and singular all at the same time. If, if I saw one orange on a table, I'd say, oh, that's a nice piece of fruit. And if I saw all kinds of oranges and bananas and grapes and apples or whatever, I'd say, oh, that's, you got a lot of nice fruit there. I would use the same word. We're not going to get into uh, the singular version of it or the plural version. It's not the point of the message today by any means. Uh, other than the fruit of the Spirit is not optional for Christ followers. I'm going to explain that and we're going to unpack that in just a little bit. But it's important to look at this passage of Scripture in its entirety because, and not necessarily just separate those two verses from it, uh, although we can do that and we preach like that all the time and we preach on the fruit of the Spirit as individual fruit, uh, but it really is linked together. And it's linked together with a comparison passage before it in terms of the author, Paul here, the Apostle Paul, is comparing an ungodly life with a godly life. And so he's talking about ungodly things and having those not be a part of our life versus having the fruit of the Spirit be a part of our life instead. So here's what it says. So I say, live by the Spirit, live by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with one another. So that you do not do what you want. But if you were led by the Holy Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Now this is not an exhaustive list. Uh, the list of sin... <laughs> Uh, is is huge. It's enormous. But Paul definitely lists some specific sin here, and some of these are, are pretty serious, uh, with some pretty serious consequences. But this is the list that he provides. Again, it's not an exhaustive list, but it's a very specific list. And he says this. He says, The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, discord which basically just means uh, disunity or trying to create uh, a ruckus within a group of people or that kind of thing. Uh, so we see a lot of that going on nowadays and I'll, I'll come back to that in just a moment. Jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, so again dissension, discord, pretty similar there. Factions, similar again and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. I don't know if you caught that part. Those who participate in those behaviors, and again, you might have just been you know, hearing the bad one, like orgy and sexual impurity and things like that. Uh, remember discord, dissension, 
um, trying to stir things up. You will not enter the kingdom of heaven, is what Paul, the apostle Paul says here. I'm not saying it. Uh, Paul is the Bible. Uh, the holy word of God, the inspired word of God, is saying that you will not inherit the kingdom of God if you uh, act in those sinful nature. Now, he goes on to give us the comparison. He says this, he says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and its desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other on. So, again, we have uh, quite a list of sinful things, and we have this list of great and wonderful and righteous and holy things. Now, the list of the fruit of the Spirit is is in combination. It does this. It's not if you have love, you're good to go, and you don't have to worry about peace or patience or joy or the rest of the fruit of the Spirit. That's not the case. We as Christ followers need to have all nine fruits of the Spirit dwelling within us and actually exercising that fruit, um, displaying that fruit, making it evident so that people who don't know who Christ is as Lord and Savior see that in our own lives. <clears throat> so again, if we look at this graph that's kind of in behind me, this quadrant graph, we see the fruit of the Spirit operates in the quadrant of high truth and high grace. High truth and high grace. So when we love someone, when we have joy, when we have peace, when we have patience, when we have kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, all of that fruit of the Spirit operates in those two categories. It lines up with the truth and the word of God, and it lines up with someone who is gracious. Now, if we move down one quadrant there, we see the quadrant of high truth and low grace. Now, this is the quadrant that contains a spirit of judgment. Now, what do I mean by that? So if I speak high truth, I you know, and it can often also include hypocrisy and things like that because none of us are perfect, but it would be me basically quoting scripture in a certain way and saying, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't be involved in that. And it's my judgment upon you and it lacks grace. And it lacks grace. So therefore, it doesn't include the fruit of the Spirit. You're going to see that the fruit of the Spirit only is a lot, really can only be in the one quadrant. And that's high truth, high grace. So a spirit of judgment is where we judge one another. We start to bring about judgments in. <clears throat> we're seeing this all over social media right now. And we're seeing this with Christian against Christian in terms of what we believe about is a conspiracy, what isn't, all these things, blah, blah. Well, when we do that, we're acting out of a spirit of judgment and we're not acting out of this fruit of the spirit. So that quadrant is high truth, low grace. Now we have the third quadrant beside that one, which is a spirit of apathy. And a spirit of apathy is essentially not giving a rip, not caring, um, being inconsiderate, being, um, yeah, just apathetic, just again, the spirit of not caring. And so that falls into low truth and low grace because it doesn't include the word of God. It doesn't include any truth and it doesn't include any grace or it has low grace and low truth. 
And so a spirit of apathy is when I see someone stumbling or someone doing something wrong or whatever, and I just don't care about it. Um, we often call this uh, being a part of the sin omission. We see a sin. We're not the one necessarily doing the sinner, but we see something wrong. We see something broken. We see someone being bullied or whatever, or whatever the case might be. Throw in your example, and we just have a passive attitude. We have, a, we have an attitude of being apathetic to that and just not caring. That's not a good place to be, especially if we consider ourselves to be Christ followers. So if you consider yourself to be a Christ follower, you certainly shouldn't be operating in low truth and low grace. Again, the fruit of the Spirit operates in high truth, high grace. Now, the last quadrant that I wanted to just point out today is what we call a spirit of enablement. And this isn't enablement in a healthy way. This is enabling in a negative way because we can enable people to do great things and we can, um, that's more actually empowerment. Enablement uh, often can be considered negative. In this case, it certainly is negative. So we're looking at high grace and low truth. So the low truth of enablement is me saying, ah, oh, that's okay if, if you struggle with, and this is a prime example, and, and we've talked about sexual immorality, but if you came to me and said, hey, pastor, I'm, I'm wrestling with pornography and so forth, and I went, oh, that's okay. Like, lots of people wrestle with that, and so um, I'm going to reside on the place of high grace here and just basically say, you know what, just do your best with it. We all struggle, whatever, blah, blah. That's not a good quadrant to land in because that quadrant doesn't include the truth of the gospel. It doesn't include loving someone in the sense of saying, no, what you're being involved in, what sin you're participating in is wrong. And so you can see how I enable, I'm enabling someone in a wrong way. Uh, we see this with addictions all the time. People have uh, addictions and we just kind of become enabling to it because we're, we're nervous or we're scared to speak the truth in love into those situations and we just allow people, we enable their behavior to continue on. So you can kind of see the examples that I'm talking about in terms of high grace and low truth. So the end of the day here, the bottom line of the story here is this, is that the fruit of the Spirit, which we're all commanded to have, it's different than the gift of the Spirit. The Bible says we all will receive at least one gift of the Spirit as a Christ follower. But a Christ follower is to have all nine fruit of the Spirit living in their life. And so you can't have, these aren't optional. You can't have three and go, well, I'm doing pretty good because I have three fruit out of nine of the Spirit. I'm doing pretty awesome. It's not the way it works. That's not how this scripture works. We're to have all nine fruit of the Spirit growing in our life and being evident in our life so that others can see that. And when we do that, I can promise you things will look different. I can't tell you how much I've wanted to respond so many times on social media and so forth to things that I'm seeing and I'm like, a part of me just continues to pray through it. And there may be a time in a day where I really feel the Holy Spirit has led me to speak into something regarding that. But most of the time, it's kind of my fleshly desire that just wants to react immediately and, and do something about that and, and give my own two cents worth. But it doesn't fall in high grace and high truth. The fruit of the Spirit always falls in the quadrant of high grace and high truth. 
So again, I haven't unpacked these individually. I know a few weeks ago I was kind of working towards that. But remember, the fruit of the Spirit does this. They're not optional. They're not to be separated. They are separate characteristics. I get that. And we need to work on those depending. Some of you nat have a natural bent. Some of you might be the kindest people in the world. Some of you might be super joyful. Some of you might have great self-control. But the odds are that most of us need to work on some of these areas because we're probably not naturally bent to be great at all nine. And that's kind of the fun part of being a disciple of Christ is having to do the work of getting better at things. And so the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope the picture here behind me, this graph, this quadrant graph, helps you to kind of understand that uh, it's an easy thing to kind of remember and go, yeah, I want to be a person. I want to be a person who's filled with the Holy Spirit, who has the fruit of the Spirit, who operates in high truth and high grace. And don't get caught up in, in the trap of being in these other quadrants because they're not helpful. And I'm seeing, unfortunately, people, a lot of good people, a lot of people who say they're Christ followers, who unfortunately are getting caught up in the trap of these other three quadrants. So strive. Ask the Holy Spirit to continue to give you everything that you stand in need of to remain and be a great example of who Jesus Christ is in your life, to remain in high truth and high grace. God bless. If anyone needs anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I love you all. Praying for you. Hoping everyone stays safe. God bless. We'll be in touch.